Hi, I'm your host, Dave Kemp, and this is Future Ear Radio. Each episode, we're breaking down one new thing, one cool new finding that's happening in the world of hearables, the world of voice technology. How are these worlds starting to intersect? How are these worlds starting to collide? What cool things are going to come from this intersection of technology? Without further ado, let's get on with the show. All right, so we're joined here today by Scott and Susan Westwater of Pragmatic Digital. Scott and Susan, say hello and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Thanks for having us, Dave. This is awesome. Hello. So let's see, what do we do? We are a digital consultancy and we really help companies figure out where voice makes sense within their overall ecosystem. And what I mean by that is we don't think that voice is kind of a one-off siloed experience. And because of the work we've done with bigger brands like Fortune 500s, Fortune 100s, really want to figure out where voice can actually play within their entire ecosystem and actually work with some of the things that they already have in existence so that they get a big bang for their buck and it's not just kind of a, a novelty thing. Absolutely. Um, we believe really strongly in the whole concept of useful and usable and being customer driven. Um, the, we see voice as an incredible opportunity for a company to prove that they are customer driven um, because it's not just marketing speak or something you can write. You actually have to think about your customer and put your customer at the center of all you do to create that useful and usable skill. So we help them understand what that means and all of the nuances that come with that so that they can create skills or actually voice experiences that make sense for them from a perspective of how do I make this customer experience better? And then to customers in the sense of how can we serve you better? Mm -hmm. So Pragmatic Digital, tell us a little bit about your two-person agency that you guys have created. Like how did this start? And you've obviously laid out your strategy for the voice space, but Mm -hmm. give us a little bit more of like a holistic view as to what Pragmatic Digital really represents. We started Pragmatic in, well, it was really the... uh, December 31st, 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, It was about 10 or o'clock or so at night. (laughs) And we had been talking about creating our own company um, for, you know, part of 2017. And so we're like, well, looks like we're running out of 2017. So we either do it now or we wait until next year. (laughs) Um, But really where we got our interest in voice is in the fall of 2017, Gary Vaynerchuk was talking a lot about voice on his podcast and his video content. And at that time I was director of user experience at an agency here in Chicago. And I've lived through kind of the web revolution, um, social media happening, and mobile. Mm-hmm. And for two of those, I've actually been in the position to actually help consult with clients um, you know, for my agency and helping them understand what's coming with, say, mobile. And so when Gary started talking about it, I started doing my own research and looking into the data. And I saw a story that was exactly like what I had seen with the web, with social, and with mobile. And so we just started talking about it. And we're like, there's really something to this voice thing. Mm -hmm. And so it really is built, Pragmatic is built on our experience and, you know, over 20 years of digital strategy, user experience, content strategy, and helping kind of, you know, usher our clients through into these new technologies. So it's really um, a foundation of all this work that we've done in our previous lives. And we understand customer behavior. We understand business objectives, what makes sense to, um, 
especially try when it's a new technology where you can actually try and uh, figure out where your value is as a business. Mm -hmm. And so these are all things that we've been doing forever on the other more traditional side. And so we brought it to bear, you know, in the voice space. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason why we're called pragmatic is a lot of times there's a notion that strategy is this beautiful, high, lofty goal thing that never comes into life and, and never actually quite honestly gets tested. And we're firm believers in, that's why we're called pragmatic, that a strategy isn't worth having unless you can execute and implement against it. And so that was where we kept pushing that too, of not letting big ideas overshadow the utility and just the general needs that any of this messaging or this existence exist, you know, that a, a product that mm. what it's serving for. So um, we kind of set ourselves to a pretty high standard that way by putting it into our name. Um, and it, but it's a good reminder to us. And when it came to voice, we see again, as I had mentioned earlier, there's so much opportunity for that customer centricity. And as a content strategist, um, seeing how important messaging can be and getting it to the, the whole heart of content strategy is getting the right message to the right person at the right time. That's how Christina Halverson defines it. So, um, voice is perfect for that. Um, yeah. And it's even, it's even more amazing because everything is pull. It's when a user wants it. And so it's extremely exciting to be able to work in this, um, this area right before it's gotten too far out of the gates to really help shape it. Yeah. I mean, I remember I met you two at the voice summit and, you know, there's just like a flurry of meeting new people. And I remember really what stood out in my mind was you have this married couple who works together, that obviously is a very distinct thing, but also that you guys do take this really um, pragmatic approach, you know, where it's, um, to your point, it's not necessarily just telling people you need to have a voice experience. And there's so much ambigu ambiguity with that, you know, where it's like, okay, what do, what do I do? Where do I even start? And so I think it's cool because you've obviously taken this to the next level um, with the whole book, right? The book that you guys just put out. And that's really what I wanted to bring you on today to talk about was this book, because I think it's a really a testament to where this space is. It's starting to grow up. Um, you know, you're really starting to see people take a really carefully thought out uh, approach to this whole notion of you need to have a voice experience. Um, and so why don't we start by, you know, tell us at a high level what the book's about. We're going to get into some of the key themes um, here in a moment, but talk about the book in general, but also like how you even started with this process of determining, okay, we're going to write a book. Sure. So we did not set out to write a book. Um, when we first, uh, you know, started saying, hey, this is voice. Our goal was to just know as much as we could about voice. Um, having been through those shifts that Scott and I have both experienced, we're basically of the opinion of we need to understand how all these things work together and what, you know, when you lift up the hood, what happens. Um, we're not developers. And so as we started talking to more and more folks and understanding that our skill set coming from that advertising, marketing, and strategic aspect, as opposed to a dev and technical aspect, we could hear more and more of people actually would say to us, you need to write a book about this. Like <laughs> you kind of understand that. And as we started to learn more, we felt comfortable enough to have the expertise to be able to connect those dots. And so the whole reason we had written the book is um, it's kind of a, it's in three parts. The first part is talking about here's why 
voice is a big deal. And so for most of the voice community, you can probably skip that. Although it does um, help as far as framing up and how do you put in that business case? Because the challenge that comes with it is, you know, it's like, if I can just get to this person to listen to me for five minutes, they'll understand why voice is compelling. This is that attempt at, here's what you say in that five minutes. And then the next piece of, of where we look at of the opportunities, we move into sort of the process of it. Um, it's really important to have a workflow um, and, and to have that. And of course, anyone ever tells me if you don't have a process, well, do you get things done? You have a process. <laughs> but um, what, we have, what we have done is to help folks have an idea of where to start. We have put together a process that isn't that unfamiliar. We've taken the best parts of um, what we've learned through advertising web and digital and compiled it into that. And then from there, um, as part of that process, we also then share our framework for understanding, okay, where does voice make sense? How do I map that out? Um, because again, as you start to understand voice, you start to think of all the multitudes of ways that you can do that. And um, as Neil Desai is always saying, someone tries to hit a home run. This is a way of helping you come down to what are the base hits that I can start with and then build upon so that then I can have my home run. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm learning enough and I'm progressing enough that I'm making uh, good, good experiences that can be built upon as opposed to trying to just solve all the world's problems in a single experience. Yeah, totally. yeah and, and one thing she kind of left out is it's actually a framework that she created specifically to help our clients understand all the way along the customer journey um, what their content, you know, their audience's content needs are. There's actually a new area that she added where what does, where does voice make sense? And so um, I, I'm not going to leave her off or let her off the hook and absolutely 100% credit goes to her. But, you know, we had our session at Voice Summit and they were turning people away. And so that was kind of like a, a big light bulb, like, hey, mm -hmm. we're on to something here. And then as we had more conversations during Voice Summit, there were a lot of people that asked us to write a book on that topic. And so that's really where kind of the genesis of it came. And that's why we, you know, really went into the fall, you know, writing the book and, and trying to get it out as quick as possible. So with the book, give us a little bit of a snapshot into some of the key themes with this, right? Like what are, you know, I don't want you to like spoil it or anything, but I want, you know, tease it a little bit about what, because I think this is great. You have this real defined flow and, and just like framework of like how to get started. I think that in itself is truly valuable. And I think a really, really important aspect to this, you know, we have Project Voice coming up that's going to be, Bradley said that it's going to be attended by more than 3,000 people. And he said a lot of those people are first-time attendees. So I think that this is a, a really great, um, you know, a, a really great tool, if you will, for a lot of those people where they can at least feel as if they're empowered to get started with something. But walk us through with some of the uh, key themes that, that we can expect in this book. Yeah, like Susan said, the, the first chunk of it is really dedicated to the business community so they understand what it is, why they need to pay attention, what the SEO implications are of these new platforms, things like that. So it's either for marketers or business owners, plus then also to help the voice community have a really good story to tell. And so that's really kind of the, the duality there that we set out to do is, is helping, you know, the community also be able to tell the story in a way that we have found to be pretty successful. And then we get into the more uh, nuanced strategy pieces. So, you know, she said we have our blueprints where we literally take um, web, you know, production, app production, and then also marry that with um, audio and or video production. So it's really kind of taking the best of both worlds. We both have a lot of experience in broadcast and radio and more traditional mediums as well. 
So we built this plot or this framework based on all that experience, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. And then we start to get into the, the brass tacks of how do you figure out audience needs? How do you figure out business objectives? How do you talk to stakeholders and actually get that information from them? So you start to create something that's actually going to be of use, not only to the audience, but also the business that you're creating it for. I think one of the big challenges right now is a lot of us are guessing. And so because there aren't best practices, because we don't know how people are really going to respond to this, it's, I've got an idea, let me create a proof of concept and put it out and see if anything happens. There's not a lot of traffic going to it, so then we're not learning. So this is actually a really good way to understand what does your audience need out of anything, and then how can voice play into that? What is the business trying to achieve? Are they trying to you know, get more conversions? Are they, do they have a retention problem? Like Whatever from a business standpoint we're trying to achieve. And then looking at where voice can actually fit the bill. Um, there's also a really great prioritization exercise that she put together mm-hmm. to help people go, all right, so here's all the things we could possibly do. What makes sense for release one? What makes sense for release two? And then how do we actually promote this so people start coming to it, start using it, and we get that valuable user feedback. That's cool. So it's a lot of those types of things where it, it is very practical or you know, people will say pragmatic, um, and we always laugh about that. Um, but yeah, it's just practical ways that you can, as a creator, start to be a little bit more formulaic and hedging your bets so that you're actually betting on the right thing versus saying, well, this seems really cool to me. Let's give it a try and see what happens. And we also um, try to explain. So we'd have that blueprint. But we kind of explain what happens in each of those stages um, from a higher level of understanding how you can customize that and make that your own based off of the information you have. So we talk a lot about discovery because that's where customer centricity starts. But then we even work, move into then here's why design and development need to work together. Um, and here's launch, which is a really important piece. Um, when we started, our process was only three steps um, because of the, you know, the magical three. And we made it a fourth because it is clear that there is a need for promotion of any experience. Um, and so we can draw upon what we've learned before in the past of how do we change a, a consumer behavior? Well, how do I turn that into a user behavior into getting them to adopt these experiences or try these things? And then we end with the importance of analysis and iteration. So we start to help folks understand what do you measure? What do you measure against and what's important? Mm. Because it's really easy to go down a rabbit hole of here's all this metrics and here's all these great dashboards. Totally. But if they don't tell you something that you can act upon, then they might as well not exist. So we try to give some guidance on that. Um, before then, we do start getting into that. Though, like as, as Scott mentioned, the brass tacks of, all right, what are the exact you know thingies that I'm going to put together, mm-hmm. or what are the exact problems I'm going to solve with um, in general, and then where does voice make sense? So it actually that framework can give you a holistic approach of not just voice but other channels. But we do highlight voice because. That is something where um, we need to be a little more disciplined about shiny objects and saying, all right, how, what, what are, where does this really make sense? And then that prioritization chart really helps drive to, I'm going to do this to do an ROI exercise, or I'm okay with this not being about ROI. This is about retaining customers. And so that helps you put some realities to what your expectations should be. Yeah, no, I think this is a, it's something that there is such a need for right now. I think it's a blueprint, if you will, you know, it's yeah. a, it's, it's a helpful way to, for anyone to, to even get started. And I know that like, um, you know, when we were talking about this episode, 
Um, one thing I wanted to touch on that I found really interesting was the actual process of writing the book. I thought that was really interesting because you had made mention that you were actually using voice to do some of this. And uh, I thought that was kind of fascinating. So can you guys share a little bit about, you know, especially since this is, I believe, the first book that you ever done, mm-hmm. like walk mm-hmm. us through what a first time publisher's a day in the life of that is, is like. Well, by trade, I am a picture person. I am not a, uh, a writer. Yeah. And Susan actually does come up from a very strong writing background. So for me, the process of using voice to get that first draft out there was, was life-changing, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we literally talked this book into existence. That's so and cool. so to be able to sit down with a microphone and record audio um, and then transcribe it and then actually have our first draft built all by just us talking it out. For me, that process was, was really life-changing. And I started doing it with, you know, different social media posts and longer form content, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so it's really helped me, um, you know, become a stronger writer because the ideas are there. It's always just, as you're sitting there trying to type, trying to get it out to come to the sentence structures correct. And, totally. you know, it sounds right. It's conversation and all those things like, Literally, we were telling Andy um, last week when we saw him that because of it being audio and you using your own voice, by nature, it's more conversational. So if you struggle with being a little bit more conversational, it's a great way to actually bring your personality into it. Yeah. And and it was important to me that when we wrote this book, it wasn't just the Susan show um, (laughs) because I am the writer and I am the editor and therefore it was going to be my voice and tone in there. And so um, to literally get Scott's voice in there was very helpful. Um, and when it comes to writing, because I, I have written in, in my past, never a full book, um, there's a whole discussion of terrible first drafts. And you mm-hmm. have to just get it down, and then you take a machete to it. Um, this is a way of getting to that that really crappy first draft. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, and we did use an outline, because we had to have a, at least some structure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say it does make the editorial work a little bit harder. Um, and there were sections that I had thoroughly intended to just write myself being like, okay, yeah, you do it. You do you. I'm just going to go write. But I realized I started catching myself editing as I was writing because it was further into the book. And so then I said, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to take an afternoon. I'm just going to throw down vocal, you know, and, and, and transcribe it and work it that way. And I will say it was a lot easier. It's almost a little cathartic. Yeah. Um, I will say there are some risks that we have whole sections. Like I think we might have a second book. Um, and what didn't make it into this book, Yeah. <laughs> um, where we start, I'm like that, that, that's not, a, you know, that's off topic. All right, let's go talk to the, you know, that's our customer experience book. But, um, it was an incredibly fast process then. And that's, that's cool. how we were able to, but that's also why we self-published yeah. Yeah. was, um, we would have loved to have gone that path, but as it became clear that this was not something that would be done, um, in time for like, we wanted, we had a goal set for ourselves, um, in a short time, and we saw the opportunities that were coming with Project Voice. And at the time, we were thinking, okay, by July for Voice Summit and such as that. It was like, you know what? Um, we're seeing a lot of people already going down some paths that we want to help with. Mm-hmm. We don't have time to to do the traditional route. Yeah. And it's yeah. been kind of an exciting thing um, because I think that the stigmas of being self-published, um, say, five years ago, are very different than they are now. Yeah, it's just it, you do a lot more work. And we, I mean, I designed the whole thing. I laid the whole thing out. The whole thing was structured, you know, through us. Our website was all done by us. Our sales copy was all done by us. Fulfillment's all done by us. I mean, literally, like <laughs> top to bottom, this is a 100% homegrown experience. 
but I think it does show what is possible in 2019 going into 2020. Um, especially if you don't know it and you can just Google. So like, how do I self publish a book? There's tons of information Mm -hmm. about it. Um, and the other reason we use voice is we want to eat our, use our own dog food and and really try it out to see, right. Will this even make sense? So when we tried it at first, we're like, I don't know if this is going to work. Let's see what happens. And if it sucks, then we can actually go back to the more traditional ways of doing it. So, yeah, Yeah, totally. That's cool. So as we wrap up here, um, why don't you share with everybody, you know, what we can expect from you two at project voice. So at project voice, um, on, Wednesday. Wednesday, we will be t- having a short session about storytelling, and it's essentially focused on um, telling your brand um, and injecting that into your voice experience. We will have touching on some of the themes that we've just talked about that are in the book about the process by which you go about injecting your brand and expanding it into the voice. And here's the processes and the approaches. Um, we only have 30 minutes, so it's going to be a very, very high level. <laughs> but then on Thursday, we will be doing a book signing as well. And so um, my hope is that we can field any questions or at least help with some of the confused faces that might come from the session bef- the day before. Yeah. yeah. And we also will be making a, a pretty large announcement with uh, one of our partners. Um, so stay tuned for that. Yes. Cool. Well, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today. And uh, thanks for everybody for tuning in. And we'll chat with you next time. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Future Ear Radio. For more content like this, just head over to futureear.co where you can read all the articles that I've been writing these past few years on the worlds of voice technology and hearables and how the two are beginning to intersect. Thanks for tuning in and I'll chat with you next time.